And welcome everybody to What the Hops. Brian here with Eric and our new host, Savannah. Hello. We are at Resurgence Brewing Company for the One-Eyed Cat Brewing pop-up that they have. They have two beers on right now. They're uh, blueberry-infused IPA and a chocolate milk stout called... Uh, Triple X. They're Triple X? Yes. So they took molten Triple X, dumped it in the milk stuff. Well, I, I kind of wish that's what it was in a, in a bit, but at the same time, I don't. Last time I remember drinking molten Triple X, I put them in a backpack in Canada and walked to the point at my cottage and was just drinking them warm there. I had to buy a case for 35 bucks because that was the most bang for my buck at like 7% like 10 years ago. For those of you that don't know, uh, Molson Triple X is, Molson's like malt liquor in a sense. It's their like, it's, it's literally their bum beer. It's literally like, you know, like what, 8%, maybe 10% When you were, nine, when you yeah. were 19 and, oh, and yeah, you yeah, seen yeah. that Molson triple X, that that's so all that you wanted. Yeah, walking on over, you got Patrick walking over right now. Hello. How are you doing? Doing all right. It's a crazy little turnout here. It's with all the all the things going on, you're definitely being exposed to a lot of people. Definitely fortuitous. <laughs> <laughs> I see you've got the uh, oatmeal stout. What do you think? Yes. Uh, you can lie. It's okay. No, oh, it's good. I, I like it. it. I do like it. But yeah. Other than uh, having some of your stuff at the uh, Brewers Invitational. We really haven't been exposed any of uh, your beers, so this is a great opportunity to find that. That, and, uh, that was the point of all this. Um, actually, I like most good ideas that people have, I had this one on the toilet. <laughs> um, <laughs> legally, we can give our beer away to anybody. doesn't matter who it is as long as they're over the age of 21. So for a while, we've been trying to figure out how we could get exposure because that's been our our goal for the past year and a half get our exposure so that when we do open our doors people are like yes i've had their stuff yes i like it yes i want to drink there which ideally is the plan for every business um and it just i had heard about a pop-up concert that catfish and the bottlemen were having in january and I remembered that Weezer had done something like that last year, and I'm like... I was there. It was a great show. I was like, well, what the hell? Why not? So, instigated emails to all my brewing friends and, and all a lot of local businesses, and I'm like, look, I've got this weird idea. We'll post on social media that we're going to be on this date at this time giving away samples of our beer. Drum up the interest, spring it on people a week ahead of time. Okay, we're going to be at Resurgence. Come on out. We set up the box, we just hand out beer. That way somebody goes, oh yeah, what I can. I had their oatmeal stout. That was really good. Or, eh, I don't really care for it. Whatever, it doesn't matter. There are people out there who like it. So we've got another one coming up on April 13th on the east side of the city. Not ECMC East, but eastern side. Um, and we'll release the location for that one, I think, next week. Cool. Yeah, this uh, 
Cheese oatmeal stout's pretty smooth. I mean, for the ABV of it, it this is what, like seven? Seven? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty smooth when it comes to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one thing that I can say we do. We make high ABV beers that don't taste like high ABV beers <laughs> and low ABV beers that don't taste like low ABV beers. So some get you in trouble and some keep you out of trouble, but it's hard to know which is which just for tasting it. Surprise you. Surprises the beer are good, so. One of those things you find out once you stand up. Right, absolutely, yeah. So I, I advise drinking it while standing. That way nothing sneaks up on you. Sometimes I want to be drinking when I'm sitting. I like that extra boost you get. Like, oh, I didn't realize I was there. I'm happy for this. Why don't you give uh, everybody a little bit of a background on uh, One-Eyed Cat Brewing? Well, um, our one partner, Bill, uh, our sons go to school together. I've been home brewing for about seven years. My son kind of brags about it. His son found out, told his dad. He said, wow, I'd love to try some of that. So when I was over picking up my son one day, I dropped off a bottle of the Blueberry IPA. And he said, have you ever thought about opening a brewery? Like, thought about it, sure. But what the hell, everybody's thought about doing something with their hobby. Um, And then he just kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me and I started playing around with the idea and it became more and more of, uh, yeah, this can actually happen. So, kind of went from there. We used to be uh, Cat's Ass, K-A-T-Z-A-S-S. My son had this Not whole, as brand friendly. Not as, yeah, that's why it changed. My son had this whole thing That was of, one of those toilet ideas, right? Well, now that wasn't, that's why it was a bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> um, my son had this whole drawing of a cat riding off on a donkey, like he had this whole idea of a cat walking away from you with the tail in the air. Good ideas. I mean, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, twelve-year-old ideas and breweries. I mean, they go well together, right? Absolutely. Um, At some point, when you're in a brewery, you kind of feel like a twelve-year-old. Right. Exactly. Um, But uh, we decided it wasn't exactly marketable, so it went into changed into one-eyed cat. I think uh, it was my wife Sarah who came up with the idea, Uh, and then just kind of took off from there. Designed the logo and. Cool. It's about yeah. Well, we're excited to uh, see you more and more around in the city, and uh, hopefully, uh, I know you guys have something, some things in the works. Hopefully, yeah. with uh, location and everything else, um, you're still kind of looking up north towns. Yes. Generally. Yeah, we're looking in the northeast Erie County area, so East Amherst, Amherst, Clarence, Getzville, that area in there. We were uh, we were in lease negotiations on one property. They had some legal stuff that caused them to rescind their offer. Um, but we're in the process of looking at a couple other places, and we. We're hoping to be open in the fall when we were looking at that particular location. Now it's looking like it might be late fall, early next year, depending on 
what pops up. But we've got our feelers on a couple other locations. That's awesome. And especially in this scene right now, I mean, the amount of things happening and everything popping up uh, between Prosper just opening up a couple weeks ago, yep. Woodcock's new location out in North Tonawanda literally just opened up yesterday as a recording. And uh, Resurgence got the other one. Yeah, that should be open hopefully by the end of the summer as well. So and I mean, you got Beltline and Froth, which opened up a couple months ago, January. Uh, yeah, yeah, back yeah, yeah, in January. It's huge, and then uh, Thin Man's looking at another location. Yeah, that should be open in the next couple of months, too, from what I understand. Yeah. But obviously, there's a demand for it. There's right. one thing Buffalo's <laughs> always been it's a drinking city. Absolutely. We don't we need just, a reason to drink. We've just we just make them up as we go along. Well, once I'm done here, I'm going home and coming back <laughs> this way, and I'll be at CBW later, so. There you go. It works. Right. It's nice. I think it helps that Buffalo is moving away from the lagers, pilsners of, you know, Bud Light and, and that blue and, and starting to go, hey, wait a minute. Beer yeah. can actually taste good. It doesn't need to be alcoholic water. We may have a giant six-pack of that blue cans on the silos, but that doesn't actually say what. It serves its purpose, because you know what? I learned a few weeks ago in hockey, don't drink three hay burners before you go on the ice. Because <laughs> I was pretty much useless out there. Oh, man, don't, don't drink three hay burners before doing anything. Man. <laughs> yeah, it was not a good idea, so I switched back to Blue White and call it a day. Blue White or Molson and then go out there. And also, you have friends over that are not big beer people and they don't Tough understand shit. it. shit, come to my house and drink what I have. Well, do you want to spend your, you know, uh, $18 for a four-pack beer on a person that's not going to enjoy well, you it? buy Jenny White for that. Right. You want someone that that's wants to bitch get, about beer, there's Jenny White. Yeah, they get we, the Jenny Light, they get the Bud Lights. Right. No, the, I'm never buying Bud Light. We, we, have a, we have a summer party every year and and we've got five taps, so I brew up five fantastic beers, and then we buy our, uh, we call it our uh, our token case of Corona. <laughs> you show up and you say, I don't like stouts, I don't like IPAs, I don't like Hefeweizens, I don't like craft beer. There's Corona for you. There you go. That's exactly right. Oh, it's warm, right. by the way. Have fun. <laughs> no, Corona has its place. I mean, you're sitting out on the beach or on a pool. Yeah. Sometimes a Corona is exactly what you want. I fully embrace drinking macro beer still for their purposes. Yes. We don't we don't shy away from that. Everybody yeah. everybody knows that we drink garbage beer when it comes. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a time and place where I'm like, hey, 18 Miller Whites is going to go real well right now. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, when Brickyard and West Shore had their release for Das Blatt back in the fall. Um, I went out to uh, John Matier, the head brewer of uh, Brickyard, went out to his car to grab a four-pack that he was going to give me. He opens up the trunk just slightly and he says, now don't judge me. I'm like, uh, okay. thought there was going to be a body in there or something. I mean, if you've ever seen this guy, you're uh, like, yeah. um, okay. Uh, so he lifts up the trunk and there's just Miller Lite bottles. I'm like, what the? Oh, John, we're judging you. I'm judging you. I'm judging you so hard. I'm not. Fuck it, Miller. Miller, if I have to, if, if you're if you're putting a gun to my head and I have to drink a domestic American beer, Miller Lite all Miller, day. Yeah, Miller, Miller Lite. You're right. 
I mean, I, I say Jenny, but like it's Jenny's still kind Jenny of that like, a little bit. It's yeah, it's on Jenny that edge. is like regional, right? That's like every, right. everybody can sit there and be like, oh yeah, you know what, Cream Ale's garbage, Jenny White's garbage. It's like, hey, it's our garbage and we love it, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. So back the fuck off. If it's ninety degrees, I don't need to stop. Western New York, right? It's our garbage and we love it. Yeah. So yeah. we were just start- having a conversation about uh, Triple X Molson. I don't know if you've ever had that back in the day. Okay, well, when you were 19 and you needed a go-to, that was like the heavy hitter because it was. Also, also Triple read? X gets you fucked up real quick. Yeah, seven eight percent. Seven eight percent. It's not. It's a different like seven or eight percent. It's not like a seven percent IPA. You drink it like a regular. Yeah, but you know, the whole time you're drinking, like this fucking sucks. <laughs> like you go in, like you're not. This, a, yeah, you're not enjoying no, it. Yeah. No. Until, Unless you're, until you get until you get like halfway through the second one, and then you don't really remember much of the night. Like my dad used to be like, "Oh, Natty Ice is a good beer." No, it's not. He's like, "But it gets you fucked up." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> But, but I don't. I don't want to be enjoying the process. Yeah, like I'm not sitting there that's enjoying it. That's why you can get an 18 pack for nine dollars. That's why you're gonna be puking and have a headache and hope the guy you don't shit your pants in the process of it. So how long were you home brewing before? Uh, before this whole before thing this whole started, started. Probably about six or six and a half years. Okay. We. Um, Sarah and I won a Learn How to Homebrew certificate on 103.3 The Edge, and we went to Kegworks back when they had their brick and mortar open to the public, took a class, walked out with like $150 worth of brewing equipment, brewed three extract kits, one of them was complete and utter shite. Um, probably our fault, not the fault of the kit. And on the fourth kit, I started bastardizing it and said, if I'm going to start fucking around with these recipes, I should probably do all grain instead of extract. So went out, bought a bunch more equipment, of course, because like any hobby geared towards... I equate homebrewing to like golf. Like once you get hooked on, it's it's expensive. Yeah. But you're just addicted. It doesn't matter how bad you suck at it, you still keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so uh, went into uh, all green and started creating my own recipes. And we uh, we used to live on the west side of the city, like actually about four blocks away from here. Um, we had a little under the stairs like cubby hole that we would ferment our beer in. So you'd walk right in our front door into our foyer and look under the stairs and there's like four car boys and they're all bubbling. So one time we, uh, we our, our only bottle bomb situation, because we didn't have any, we weren't pegging at that time, we were bottling everything. We bottled the London Porter and I was impatient as fuck. Didn't wait for it to finish fermenting, bottled it. That's the west side of the city, so we're sleeping up in bed. We're, well, we weren't quite sleeping. We're sitting there reading in bed, and all of a sudden it sounded like fucking gunshots. And this is back before this was, like, it was really kind of like getting developed the way it is now. We were, we were in the gentrifying movement, right? And the very first night we slept in that house, somebody actually got shot on the corner of Hoyt and Bird, right? And we're laying in bed and we're like, whoa, what the hell is that, right? Read the next day, somebody got shot a block away from us. So we're going, um, okay, <laughs> does this thing have a warranty? Can we get out of this? Um, but so yeah, we're, we're 
we're laying up in bed. Here's like, sounds like gunshots going off. We sit bolt upright. What the fuck is that? And then there's me running through all the possibilities in my head. I go, oh fuck, I read about this. <laughs> we went downstairs. There's just beer all over our hardwood floors. So I'm carrying these cases of bottles gingerly through the house, down the stairs to the basement, hoping one doesn't take that moment to blow up because I'm an emergency room nurse. I've seen this shit before. I know where this ends. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean that we that kind of was the launch. Of, did you ever break a carboy? I did break a carboy. We had a, one of the first carboy we bought was glass. It took me six years to break it. What do you think, us? A year? To break the carboy? When I broke the carboy and I dropped it from like that high off the oh, ground. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a goddamn bomb exploded. Oh, yeah. We were finding glass for a year or so afterwards. Glass went everywhere. It was it was in our new house, which we have a, a sizable basement, so we built actually it's a half-finished basement. The other half of the basement I built a brewery in, so I built basically a whole gourmet kitchen in this one half. Got a fermenting room and everything. And it waited until I I was actually doing this shit on concrete to slip out of my hands. Didn't fall out of my hands on hardwood. Waited until I had concrete, and then, yeah, it was from about four inches off the ground, and it just blew it just, it like When it hits, it's just like, it's like a bomb. It just like explodes yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Like, but you're like watching it in slow motion. You're like, this is going to be good. Were you home when I did it? I can't remember if you were or not, but I just remember just screaming like, what the fuck? And it's just (laughs) glass. I mean, glass is like 30 feet away. Just exploded out. Meanwhile, my dog's trying to get down there and lick up what it can. I wasn't even full. It was just an empty one, and I did it. When you started home brewing, you had mentioned going to Penguin I miss I miss um, them having the brick and mortar. Like I know you could. Still, I miss it for CO two tanks. That's yes. what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I wish wait, because you could still go online and you go pick up there. Yes. Yeah. But like, it's not I don't the know, same. Just, yeah, because right. being able to walk in there and be like, oh, you know what? I could use this or like right. You know, it, yep. it was. Well, but, they had a lot of like cool like other like random like. Like bar shit. Yeah, like shit yeah, for your yeah. house. Wasn't stuff, like, wasn't stuff where you'd walk in and you'd yeah. go in there with the intent of getting one thing and just kind of lose yourself walking around and yeah. be like, oh, oh, that's shit, what looks yes. interesting. Like lobster ice cube trays. Of it's course like, I want it's those. Like, it's like Target for like homebrew. Yeah. Home, like, yeah. Target for like homebrew at man cave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very surprised. They went, I know why they went away from that brick and mortar, but um, I had sat next to the. CFO of Kegworks at like a supervisor workshop for my real job and he had basically said like there wasn't a demand for it and that surprises me because I know as like someone that doesn't homebrew if I wanted to get into it I would want to watch more than a YouTube video. Right. I would want that one-on-one experience you had and it's kind of shame that that's kind of gone away and I understand why he did it besides I think, that they I think, are now. I think if you like combine them and what Ni- Niagara Tradition has, yeah, you probably would have had like a better op- option for them to be. And Niagara Tradition is right. like fucking 200 yards away. And that's and, like, and, and, I think and for me myself, I'd go to Niagara Tradition over there. Right. And, and, and I and think that was yeah. one of the biggest problems is they were like a quarter mile away from Niagara Tradition. If they opened up over like on transit where uh, Let's Do Wine is, 
they probably would still be open. Or even in like East Amherst, yeah. right farther let's down Transit. Let's do wine yeah. still open, right? I think it's a different name, open. isn't it now? No, it's still let's do wine. It's on. It's uh, a new family bought it off of uh, off of the woman who did own it. <laughs> That's why like, I love Niagara Tradition because you can go in there and be like, Bert's there most of the oh, time. Yeah. Bert, I need a water profile. All right, let me get my book out. He'll pull out one oh, of yeah. these like master rest. He's like, try this, this, and this. Get this. Yep. And he'll give you. They're super helpful every time. I can never say I've ever had a negative experience in there. And the hundred, hundred, two hundred times I've been in there for shit. So, um, my favorite homebrew shop in the area. But that's not like for me as someone that doesn't homebrew. I've actually I didn't know they existed. So, so like Kenworks is a name that's kind of big. It's a name to. You had ads and stuff like that too. You would hear just kind of. Of course, but I I wonder how much it deteriorates people that have you know that they want to maybe do it, but they, the idea of doing it online is well, you, get, so you get a lot of people like, difficult. oh, I got a Mr. Beer kit. And it's like, that's the worst idea you can do to start. Right. Think, the thing about Kegworks, too, it wasn't necessarily always like, hey, this is how you grew. Like, that tradition kind of helps more with that. Like, they kind of got you started off, like, with the with the classes that you guys took. They would hold those, like, every so often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, Kegworks more or less is more of, like, a supply store. Them. But they had a real good like customer service. They were like, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, walk in the store. Like, hey, what do you guys need? You had yeah, any questions a, about any kind of equipment ever? Yeah, they can. I don't think they were as, as knowledgeable as Niagara Tradition, but the fact is that as soon as you walk in the door, what do you need help with? You right. walk it around de- the store. It depended on what you were talking about. I mean, you're asking about hops or asking about brands or whatever else. They might not have been, but asking about, oh, hey, is this kind of tank better than this or whatever else? Or like, hey, I want to run this line in my basement to set up my home bar or I'm building a kegerator. What do I need? Like, they can give you all kinds of options. Sure. And they still can. That's the thing. Like, it's not like they disappeared. Like, you can still go online and interact with them and do whatever you want and go and pick up everything you possibly we could ever need to build your decorator however you want it you know I think the beautiful what I liked about them the most was uh, the way that the store was laid out because going into Niagara Traditions they know their shit they've got everything you could possibly want but you walk in there it's like walking into a used bookstore on the west side of the city with floor to ceiling bookshelves right you might find the Stephen King book you're looking for you could always ask somebody they'll walk you right to it and you wonder to yourself how the fuck did you know it was there but you can't see anything everything's crowded everything is very overwhelming and that's why I think that somebody who's just starting out homebrewing walking into Niagara Traditions is going to be like uh you know what you're doing when you're there right versus like Kegworks is kind of like a mall store. Right. You walk in, you can browse, yeah. you can see. Yeah. It's it's not the it's not uh, the like inventory on top of inventory of everything, but it's more um, just like hey, this shit looks a lot nicer, a lot Thank more you. storefront kind of. <laughs> Thank you. We got the uh, other beer you have today. This is the uh, blueberry-infused West Coast IPA. Wait, are we allowed to drink West Coast IPAs right now? What's that? A summertime <laughs> beer. It's, this is an all-time beer. So when we open, we're going to have six core beers. So you'll be able to walk in anytime, any time of the year. They'll be there. 
the triple chocolate oatmeal stout, milk stout, and this are two of the six. So you'll be able to get this anytime. We call this the I Hate IPAs IPA. We had actually four people who came up and they went, no, I don't like an I, I don't like IPAs. Eh, here, just give this a try. Give it a try. When someone says, I don't like an IPA, Generally, with more piney. I think like southern tier IPA or, or like one of the old school, like a yeah. dogfish. Yeah. I honestly, or... at this point in like the world, I have no more goddamn idea because <laughs> people just, it's just like, oh, there's lactose and milk sugar and this shit all in here. And I put someone's foot in there and like. I, I don't it, like IPAs now is like somebody saying I'm allergic to gluten. No, you're fucking not. <laughs> Do you have celiac disease? No? Okay, you're not allergic to gluten. Shut up, Becky. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Four years ago, someone said, I don't know what you're talking about. I would have understood what they meant. Yeah. Now, I mean, you're yeah. still talking about that? Yeah. Uh, even when someone says, no, I like IPAs, I'm like... What? Yeah. Even looking at the board here right now, too, you have basically a version of every single IPA in a sense. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, oh, I don't like IPAs? Okay, well, don't drink the Resurgence IPA, but maybe try the Surge. Right. Maybe you'll like that. I don't like IPAs. Yeah. It's like, like saying, I don't like yeah. Ford. I don't like Fords. <laughs> so what, do you not like the trucks? Do you not like the... No, I just don't like Fords. Oh. I find most people that say they don't like IPAs tend to lean towards liking New England IPAs, yes. and they don't like because it tastes like juice. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they don't like they don't like the the, the piney. They don't like the simple. They don't like the bitterness. They don't. They they don't, don't like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so when you going, usually steer them away from that. And going back to how you said this is your oh I don't like IPAs thing. The way this drinks is the blueberries kind of balance out the hops. Right. In it. So, so you still get the bitterness. Yeah. I mean you could you could not even call it an IPA. It's true. You could say this yeah. is like more of an amber or something like that and just just mess with people and then someone be like hey it tastes like an IPA I'd be like you're right and, and it's an IPA fucker <laughs> I made you drink an IPA <laughs> <laughs> so you're a goddamn liar this is the just shut up and drink it yeah. <laughs> you like beer yeah here you go it's a, it's it's funny because we were um, I think it was at the Brewers Invitational and somebody came up to us and they go no, it wasn't Brewers Invitational. I'm sorry. It was uh, Buffalo on Tap because we weren't serving. And somebody came up and goes, well, what does your beer taste like? And there was somebody else there that actually has <laughs> had our beer. And they go, it tastes like beer. <laughs> and I, I, you know, at first I'm like, wow, that was a fucking smart ass answer. I love you. You're the greatest. Let me give you a free t-shirt, right? <laughs> um, but then I got to thinking about it. And there's this whole movement now, especially within local breweries, Ethan Cox put it most clearly uh, a couple days ago on Facebook. There's a movement back towards our beer tasting like beer. I like this because it tastes like mango. Well, then fucking drink mango juice. I don't know what to tell you. Carbonate it, mix it with some seltzer, have a good old time. I don't know. We make beer that tastes like beer. That's my favorite kind of beer. <laughs> and that's, there's always going to be a market for the other stuff because absolutely, there's always this, say, day, this day and age, like Instagram society and everything. Yep. Those people sell So, hey, if Strohs <laughs> is still around, you know my my dad would be still drinking it. 
but that's but that's what I mean. Like, there's going to be a market for places like Other Half and Mortalis yes. and everything else who are making great beer. Absolutely. But like, it's not the beer that everybody was used to and going back to all that kind of original style of beer we're, like you're going to have that balance eventually of okay you don't like that okay go to that or vice versa but it's not even just that too there's the monetary aspect of it too I walk into consumers or Premier or BBM one I'm stuck drinking for two because half the beers I buy are going to my wife so I'm already fucked <laughs> when I walk in and see foreign objects for 19 bucks for a, a four pack and I go that ain't happening the objects isn't $19 it is at consumers it was 20 well I wouldn't buy it at consumers <laughs> I looked at the date it wasn't that bad but it's all those things like I'm not fucking doing that like at that point I'm like I, just, I ended up buying like new juice and walked out I'm like I was gonna say you're just gonna go to your southern tier yeah. it's safe yeah. well, at this point I'm like here's 10 bucks give me 6 beers I'm going in the hot tub <laughs> What was the uh, ABB on that? Uh, eight. Eight. Eight? Yeah, yeah. see, so that doesn't you were, trick like that. You, were, you weren't kidding, no. then. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Yes. Oh, absolutely. The blueberry definitely come out. It, it does. Yeah. And uh, so last year we did a limited bottle release of uh, oak, bourbon oak aged. English smoked barley wine. Ooh. And it was Love called smoked beer. It was called Maintenance Kiss. This guy right here has a bottle. We do have, we do so, have a bottle. Do you have a bottle? All right. I've been, I've been saying. I know. Yes. Yeah. And I don't remember a single thing about it. Well, the thing is that it's 13%. Everybody who has opened theirs, because we did 25 bottles, that was it. This year, we're going to do 50 bottles, because last year, I think um, all 25 bottles were gone in like three days just through posting a picture on Facebook and going hey are you interested they were gone in three days I saw I saw you posted on Twitter and I'm like you know I'm gonna I remember this (laughs) so um Everybody who has opened theirs and drank it, they're damn fools for drinking it so early. But all right. Um, everybody who has opened it and drank it said there's no way that's 13%. There's a video review from uh, Buffalo Beer Reviews on YouTube where he almost drank the whole damn bottle. And it's a 20-minute review. And he starts out all, this is, wow, look at that color. Look at the, oh, oh, it smells like dark fruit. When he pours his last glass, he actually tips the bottle up. And he's like, this is fucking great. I can't, it's not going to be hard to finish this glass, you guys. Sorry, Brian. (laughs) Love you, Brian. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it does not taste like 13%. This does not taste like 8%. Our house IPA is named Daredevil because it's 4.5%, but it tastes like a 6 like it's just got the mouthfeel and the density of a six. We just don't. My wife says, "Can can't you make low ABV beers?" Well, absolutely. My wife says the opposite. <laughs> the higher the better. <laughs> well, she's. And then my check's gone before I know it. She's our sour. That's why I've been saying me and Shannon need to be friends. We get along just fine. <laughs> she she makes our sours, so she likes the Gosas and all the. I say she brews too, right? She brews too. Yep, and uh, we did a collaboration. We did a sour stout called Sour Puss. Um, 
it's hands down. Everybody says it's fantastic. I've taken three sips out of the 48 bottles that we had because I just don't like sours. It's not my thing, but everybody says it's like very sour in the front end and then afterwards it's like raisinettes in your mouth. That's fantastic. Good for you guys. Hope you love it. <laughs> it's our collaboration. Maybe next time we'll collaborate on something I can drink. <laughs> yep. I take that back. We did a... Um, Dark Belgian Duvel aged in a Lockhouse Distillery gin barrel, and I think you, Mark, you've had some of that, right? The Drunken Goliath, I think we... Somewhere. It was at Scott's birthday party. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that aged even better now. We opened up a bottle a couple days ago, or a couple weeks ago, it aged much better. Um, we collaborated. gin barrel aging things, man. It, that's what I want. More I want, about gin in general. It, it, but that's what I'm saying. Like. This is like the juniper, the gin, right on the nose and then it's got that dark multi dubel on Give it all to me. That's what, that's what I want. I just want. I just want gin all over my body. Oh. <laughs> it burns! That's not you might be interested. <laughs> you can cut out the little bit. Well, you brought that a few years ago. That didn't last long. I, I drink plenty of. I think I, at this point right now, I think I got about six or seven different gins at my house. Yeah, I think we're. we're that I don't really even drink five. because I'm like, I don't have time to. Brian know? loves Negronis like all day, every day. If we're not drinking liquor that day, it's Brian's more of it's more it's got to be dark before he starts drinking. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen him drink one in daylight. A Negroni during the day? I don't know. I'd well, I don't know. When you walk into when you walk into Bailey, who you don't know what time of day it is when you walk <laughs> in that place. So, I mean, you can walk in at two o'clock in the afternoon and it looks like it. Same same thing at nine o'clock at night. So, just looking over there, my I'm trying to think if this is my, true. My wife is pouring people. beers like a politician. She's holding and kissing babies. <laughs> I don't, what the hell is going on? That's <laughs> what you got to do now, man. <laughs> Networking. She knows how to network. It's out. absolutely networking. Absolutely. I'm definitely about more barrel aging and different kind of barrels. Not just the same bourbon barrel, yeah. wine barrel kind yeah. of thing. Like, I think that's one thing that we've always looked at when we've been at breweries. Like, what do the barrels say? Right. Because they got a shit ton over here. Oh, yeah. There's a couple more hide over there. Yep. And we're always like, what is that? Oh, it's something local. Is it? You know, you see like a random Elijah Craig one floating around. You see something. Whatever the random ones you can pick, and there's so many damn whiskeys out there right, too. Right. It's just, but it's even all, even on a local level, you get more of it now too. Where it's and that's what. Uh, so my wife had gotten me the uh, the gin barrel for Christmas. I want to say two years ago, and we were just starting to get into kegging, and it came down and there's this it's this little seven gallon barrel. It's sitting there, and I look at it and I'm like, oh hey, it's a pony keg. Da 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 da. Right? I open it up. I'm like, what the fuck? It's a barrel. Okay. Um, it's a gin barrel. What the fuck am I going to do with a gin barrel, right? Because like, I'm a stout guy at, in drink, not in size. And um, I, I've always been talking about, hey, I'd love to do a stout, put it in a bourbon barrel. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. She gets me a gin barrel. I'm like, um, you got the barrel part, right? So I just was thinking, what the fuck am I going to do with this thing? And I had just experimented with the dark Belgian Duvel. And I'm like, you know what? might work what the hell i'll throw it in there and man i it was in there for a week pulled it out tasted it went fuck i'm gonna be dumping this i also throw it in a bottle 
maybe somebody somewhere will like it. Six months later, eh, maybe I'll try that. It wasn't as bad as I thought. You know, like the whole, here, smell this. It smells like shit. Um, Open it up and was like, huh, all right, okay, let's give it another six months. And now I'm like, Jesus, I got to get more gin barrels because <laughs> this is fucking fantastic. And but you yeah, really only had it in there for like a week? It was only in there for a week. But because of the small batch size, it just immediately just That's took over. Um, but yeah, people are screwing around with stuff like that. You know, they're doing bourbon barrels, whiskey, and it's... Uh, the Cuba beer was horrible. Yeah, I, I haven't had one that I've liked. Yeah. I know Josh over at West Shore has been uh, in talks about getting a one of the Krupnik barrels from, uh, what's the same, uh, Buffalo Distillery? Yeah. Yeah. So. He's got he's got a bourbon age a stout over there aging in a bourbon barrel right now. I want to say I was out there three weeks ago and tasted it. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. I, the, and the other thing about so my interpretation of the situation is you can take a shitty stout, you can put it in a bourbon barrel, and it magically becomes. A decent stuff. Right. And I'm not saying that's what's going on with Josh at all. Josh makes fantastic beer. Well, you get a different complexity level. You definitely get a different complexity level to it. Absolutely. And since you're renting the barrel anyway, you know, you age your beer in it, and then you give it, here you go, give it back to the distillery. It's a a win-win situation. But if you, uh, I know 42 North down in their basement has, like, it's... They're, they're going nuts. They're going nuts with barrel-aged stuff. <laughs> Which is great because we don't really have that here right now. So right. for them starting that, yes. like, they, they've been doing it for the past like year or so yeah. now, like really getting heavy duty into yep. it, right? So it's like, for to have a brewery that's really just like just dove in head first on Cranking that. that out. Hey, yeah. yep. see how it goes. I mean, and the fact that they're able to just sit on it. Yep. Because they have the space. And that's what it is. It's the patience. It's, it's having the patience to sit on the barrels. Same thing with uh, with German and uh, Belgian beers. A lot of people aren't making them because you have to actually sit on them for a while before they act, they're at their peak. Don't you have to... Like, get to the IPA isn't going to keep the lights on. You have to kind of get to that point. Unless you become... But the one-offs and the special ones, yeah. like... CBW is allowed to do some, like, some kind of games. They don't have to do those, like, the Whale, that IPA, right, right. Yeah. But they got they almost have a base beer in almost every style that's good. Yes. Like, if not great on their own. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, they I mean their brown ale is my second favorite brown ale. Um nothing has ever caught Maduro from Cigar City to me. But is it the well? Yeah. And it's that shit's awesome. I, I will be drinking probably plenty of them later today. So, so shameless plug, on the 13th, we're going to be serving our ugly brown rye. Let's go. Which is a brown ale. It's got some rye malt in there, so it's got a little spiciness. Yep. And it's got Chinook hops, which bring out that spiciness. Yep. So that's it. We did that for a, a local band called Uncle Ben's Remedy. Okay. So I was just trying to fuck around with, okay, brown ales are like your basic shit kicker, hillbilly sort but of beer. Hard beer to make. I know it's hard beer to make, honestly. But like to get one that's that good, yeah, it takes time. It takes oh, a lot of fuck ups. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yep. I've 
we ever make a brown? I think I made one brown, and I'm like, this fuck that. I'm not dealing with this because to get that to get that malt balance yes. where it's not You're, like. And if it's not good, it's not good. You're not going. I made five gallons of this. I might as well drink it. You're going. Ah, this tastes like shit. Blood, 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 blood down the drain. Or you try to get a drunk uncle to drink it or something right. like that. Right. Yeah, you're an alcoholic anyways. Drink this shit. <laughs> For that event, though, you said to be determined place, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But that's... Oh, it's already de- it's already determined to be released. To be released. Place. Or right. something like that, too. I mean, you can use all the different brewing tools in the world. If there's some variable that happens. You know, you can't always predict it. Right. And I mean, I made certain beers four or five times. Sometimes are better than other ones. And just it's it's much easier on a larger scale because I can honestly say, and I'm sure that everybody will let me know if I'm wrong. Twelve Gates West Coast style IPA. If you were to take one from one batch and one from the other batch, there's going to be a slight difference. They're making 15 barrel batches, so you're not going to notice. A burner has been different no matter what, right? Everybody goes, oh, this tastes like hay burner. It's because there's, uh, there's, there is that mystique, that little ephemeral thing that changes no matter what. Follow the recipe, follow all the temps, the pH, everything, 100%. You're going to end up with a different beer. And it's more noticeable on smaller batch stuff because you switch so quickly from one batch yeah. to the next. But I think so if you, you can control more in that larger, if you're making, you said, 15 gallons of it, it tastes different than five. Right. Because you got more in there, the flavors are going to blend differently than when it's so contained. And, and you've got a larger batch that that larger batch is going to taste all the same. When you get to the next larger yep. batch, you don't notice against the other batch. So it's, and I mean, unless you're making uh, a rice beer like Budweiser, where they've got everything so scientifically down. It's all automated. It's, it's all not, automated. When they talk about their head brewers and shit, it's like, great. You're making the world's worst beer. You're, you're bucket pushers. That's how it was when we were at Salas uh, Brewery and down in uh, Austin. Um, when we were doing a little tour there, talking to Daytona, like she's just looking at the, looking at what's on the screen, and just being like, okay, I gotta just press that button real quick, and everything's just all automated at that point. So, yeah. which is nice, but I mean, sometimes the errors lead to awesome things, and other times they're just like, there goes thousands of dollars. Which is something that John from um, Buffalo Brewing explained to us before too. He's like, if I screw up. I know. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be probably dumping it, or I have to see if I have to dump it. Because I can tell the difference. If you're a brewer that tries to say you've never dumped beer, then you're just lying. You're just I lying. never have. I took the tops off and exploded on me. <laughs> but I'm talking about like in this yeah, kind of setting. Absolutely. You're gonna be dumping beer down the drain without a doubt. Every batch you brew isn't going to be great, and you have to accept that. If you are looking for more beer podcasts, just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. 
we are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Hey, this is The Voice. I'm here interrupting one of your favorite podcasts to tell you all about mine. If you're a fan of craft beer, independent music, pop culture, and laughing at inappropriate things, then you should check out Drunken Lullabies, brought to you by Distilled Brewery. New episodes are available on draft every Sunday, so you can spend the Sabbath getting tipsy along with us. We try beers, play songs, and laugh our asses off. So go on, indulge yourself, and become a part of Drunken Maniac Nation. And if craft beer and music aren't your thing, you can listen to Drunk at the Movies every Wednesday. Brought to you by Iron Spike Brewing Company. Listen to me and my friends provide our own alcohol-fueled commentary tracks to some of our favorite movies, unedited and uncensored. You don't have to be drunk to enjoy these movies, but it doesn't hurt. Until next time, this is The Voice saying, may your music be loud, and may your beers be cold. So yeah, the crowd at Resurgence is starting to wind down a little bit. Looks like whatever parties they had are kind of finishing up a little bit, which is nice. Uh, they haven't finished their food. We can go over and do some damage to that shit. <laughs> a word? Yeah, they do have a buffet here happening. Just walk over there bare hand all the food. We're arm links with. <laughs> like, what, what would happen if you just walk over there and just grab the food with your bare hand and be like, lick the cake? I'll eat this pork. We weren't done with that. Yeah, I know. So what um, what have you guys drank since you've been here, other than the uh, one-eyed cat stuff? I went with the DDH Sitmo because I'm boring and I like it. How <laughs> was the boring. How was the DDH Sitmo compared to the? It was good. Yeah. I mean, I wish it was 30 degrees warmer. I was outside drinking it. I it tried to be that vibe here. Beggars can't be choosers. It was 63 today. Well, Brian wouldn't let me wear um, gym shorts and sandals and a hoodie today. I told I him that at least put some clothes on. I was really going to stroll in here in sandals. Let's at least wait until we could sit outside and before you show up like that, man. Uh, I was comfortable <laughs> I did the, uh, when we first came in, I did the research and development uh, IP 16. Very good. If you like IPAs, you're gonna like it. <laughs> Bottom much. line. And uh, now I'm drinking the, uh, we're gonna call it the Surge, which yeah. reminds me of the soda energy drink. And I, I'm gonna be honest, don't like the name, but it's essentially Sitmo. Uh, I 2. love 0. Surge. That pop was like one of my favorite pops years ago. So do you like the name change? Well, when I looked at the board, when you said it to me, I'm like, I didn't even notice it up there because it just blends in. Like, that color markers or chalk, whatever it is, sucks. Yeah, I do agree with that. I didn't, like, it didn't stand out to me. I go, oh, Sipmo? Yeah, I'll just do that. If you had a couple to drink or your eyesight's not well, you might miss it, but it is on Maybe the Maybe if it was darker in here, you'd pick up on it more? Because like, yeah. when, when it's dark, it's got a cool, like, dim light to the place. Very true. But uh, it's a 
essentially Sitmo, Sitmo 2.0. I, I asked the bartender if that was the case, and at first he was like, well, it's a little different, and then he couldn't really tell me what was different, so I think it's just Sitmo 2.0, which it, it does taste like that. Which like an R&D to begin with, though. I mean, yes, yes. It has almost like that spiciness to it that you get from the yeast. So. But the difference is, this isn't a specialty one. This is now pretty much a flagship beer for them. They're canning it. It's out and about. You can get it anywhere. And it's a high-quality IPA. I mean, it's good. So, yes, local, delicious. Unless you want to spend like 25 bucks for a four-pack or a two-pack of random beers online trading. Right. Yeah, man, the fucking surge, bro. It does remind me of the, of the pop, though. There's nothing wrong with that. First time I had this shit was in Florida. Yo, man, I wish I still had... They sent out, like, CDs with, like, music. Really? Like, like random, like, promo CDs. Yeah. Like, I used to have it. Like, it was, like, this, like, compilation that had a bunch of fucking, like, pop punk and, like, new metal and everything like that. Yeah. That's Brian. It's what you're you're supposed to listen to while drinking Surge. That sounds way better than when you two showed up on everybody's uh, iPhones. I forgot about that. was, like, the worst worst day ever. (laughs) I forgot about that, and I'm, like, looking through my mom's phone the one day, and I'm, like, looking, I'm, like, when the fuck? did you download fucking U2? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It's because it fucking automatically comes that on iPhone. 2010 when they decided to put it on your iPhone. I've never bought own. an iPhone. I never will buy an iPhone. I will Mark say... shit fucking down. I will say this. After going from the Galaxy to an iPhone to now the Pixel, the Pixel is probably basically just the same thing as an iPhone. So, like, if you, like, Love have it. that itch and Love you want to say pixel. Android, honestly, just get a fucking Pixel. And it should probably ease that itch. The thing that sucks, I mean, yeah, there's certain apps that you can't get. Yeah. But, I don't know. Very slim. Compatibility for Android stuff is, like, so much better than, you know, iPhone shit for Apple stuff. Yeah, you know. Unless, I converted Brian. I got a Pixel. Well, I was I was Galaxy. Pixel. I was Galaxy up until fucking what the six or what was the last one? You like you had the yeah. It was I just six. Shit, tell him when you had the three or the five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had a four, you had the five. I went every other one. I went and got the six, and the battery life on that thing was such garbage. No, did it get ruined on that hip concert? The Galaxy Six. No, no, my four did. And then I went and got a six, and I was just like, "Fuck this shit!" Like this battery, like it was honestly the worst phone I've ever had. And I'm like, "All right, it's time to get an iPhone." And that's when I got an iPhone. Um, I loved my iPhone the moment when I had it. Like knowing 16-year-old Eric, I feel like I feel like you would have been covered in tattoos by yeah, now. Yeah, well, luckily I made it far enough without, so I just decided it's not happening. Well, there's a big difference too about like what it means to you at that moment. Like I'll never be the girl that'll get drunk and get a tattoo. Like never in a million years. But I've gotten tattoos that I thought maybe meant something to me at the time. Now we're 15 years later, or uh, 11 years later, I mean- and. I mean, hell, dude! I almost got what fucking sparrows tattooed. What does that tramp stamp really mean me? to me? I would have been that guy. What? Fucking sparrows tattooed on me. 
on my back. Also, I, I have the. Uh, I would have probably had some random Atreyu tattoo. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I mean. Like, I, like we were totally I have the into no, the whole I have nautical stars on me, thing. so I can't yeah. talk about that. We go through, you know. Like, it was pretty close to that shit happening, where we could have been those dudes who would have been like, yeah, man. I'm happy, like, I never spaced my ears. I never, like, had a lip ring or something. You, yeah. never, you never switched your ears? No. I think sports always, like, because I always had that. I'm like, I don't want to be that dude that's playing hockey with it. Oh, yeah. Get ripped out or something. No, tattoos are one of those things now that I'm older and adults. Like, everything that I've wanted, I've thought about for, like, multiple years. And stash that idea away, and if I still wanted it years later, then that's what's made it permanent. So I just got one on my thigh of Elvis and Priscilla. Elvis? Elvis and Priscilla Presley. Like the goddamn fucking pillhead? Elvis and Priscilla Presley. Ryan knows how much I hate Elvis. Really? Every I love Christmas, Elvis. I lose my goddamn mind. Really? Oh, because Every oh. year. Every year. I start yelling about that fucking pillhead. Wow. I love Elvis. Starts we, have and I go off. we have a very different take on Elvis. But I have a bunch more planned, and uh, but they've all been like ideas that have been sat for a while, years, until I've kind of made them a reality. I think that's the way you got to do it as an adult. I'll never get like a drunk tattoo. Yeah, I can't that's what Amazon's really... for now. Amazon's <laughs> for that shit. Right. Yeah, you shouldn't really drunk Amazon Prime either. Like, what drunk purchases have I made? Probably golf clubs. I think if you buy like a hockey stick randomly, like. Like I ordered a fucking umbrella through Groupon. Pocket, pocket <laughs> I was gonna say, I was say, yeah, no, your your pocket ordered shit. I pocket ordered a, a Nike golf umbrella off of yeah, Groupon like three years ago. How much? How much did you drop? Thirty bucks. Spend? But it had my credit card info saved in my phone. It was a one-touch thing, and I got it on Father's Day. And I thought someone sent it to me. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I got a golf club because golf clubs come in those boxes. I open up. I'm like, oh, it's Nike. I'm like, cool. Maybe it's a wedge. Pick it up. I'm like. An umbrella. All right, I guess I'll use it. I pull out the bottle. I'm like, Bill, to me, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I didn't fucking buy this. I lost it. <laughs> and then I realized, like, I just ordered it because I didn't have a password on my phone, so I just opened it up. And just... You, you, you now have a password on your I phone. I haven't got a fucking ranger. Lucky I don't have it here today. I pulled it out today. I'm like, ah, not gonna do it. <laughs> but it's ready. I could double up as a cane, or I could just fucking hit people with it. Have you drunkenly ever purchased anything online? I've drunkenly done a lot of stupid things online, but I don't think I've ever bought anything. <laughs> I know, I definitely waited for the point. I'm like, I'm finally gonna buy this. I'm drunk enough. Go. I've actually drunkenly donated money to like random charities. Oh wow! Like honestly, that's like good guy shit though. Like, like I'm just like guy. reading things and be like, <laughs> who gets drunk and it's like I care. About I'd be like reading things like going through like Twitter, or Facebook, or something and be like, oh, that's a good thing, and I'd be like. Oh wait a minute! I gave that person fifty dollars for this. I'm like, wow. I guess that's a good thing. Like, so you're a GoFundMe drunk person. Yeah, like, you want GoFundMe and just give random people money. That or records too, though. Like if I'll see like a, I'll see an album pop up and be like, oh, I really want that. Like I'll buy that. It's been three months of me having a, a website up to buy a used Anarabi CD. <laughs> I have it saved on my phone. It's been three months of it sitting there. Just because you can't find it streaming anywhere? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I check Amazon Music like once or twice a week. No, once might, every other week or something. I might have the MP3 somewhere saved on a hard drive. Yeah, I need it because I fucking can't look. find it. I'll look for you. Save and you. they removed half the songs off the second CD off of YouTube. 
It's so weird, man. Anarabe was like a metalcore band that like the uh, me and probably like 30 other people liked. Okay. After the first album, the second album actually um, was like the second coming of Kid Gorgeous. The the singer from Kid Gorgeous ended up becoming their singer and uh, was a really good fucking metalcore album. So actually, as of recording this yesterday. Adam took place in the first uh, ever Western New York Brewers Charity Bowling Tournament as part of uh, West Shore's team. And those motherfuckers took first place. Yeah, they they were definitely a number one seed uh, in that shit, though. Steelbound took third. Who took second? Community Beer Works? Community Beer Works took second. Community Beer Works second. There was a little bit of a tease of maybe a collab between the first and second place breweries, so maybe we'll get a Boeing-themed beer from uh, West Shore and CBW at some point. You never know. It looks I like a really good I help drill out a bowling ball, and they get the filling shit, and they throw it in the fermenter. <laughs> I want resin from bowling balls. Yeah, in that beer. I don't know what kind of bowling themed beer could possibly that shoes. doesn't sound appetizing. I want Ellie Shoes beer. Oh. <laughs> if, the, if the guy from Roe can throw his fucking beer geese in, why can't we have bowling alley shoes? I feel like I feel like it'll end up being like kingpin related. I, I, I can handle that. <laughs> like a metal client? <laughs> Anything further, though. There's nothing quite appetizing about a bowling alley to me. Hey, we grew up in Chictawaga. It's ingrained oh, in our yeah, yeah, it's yeah, ingrained yeah. in our lives. I meant in beer. I meant <laughs> beer. Between the shoes, the balls, the stank, the stale popcorn. I like the smell of hockey equipment too. <laughs> You yeah, as things are winding down here at Resurgence, I think it's time for us to wind down too. Um, Savannah, where can we find you? Um, I am on Instagram at Lady of the Hops. You can find One Eyed Cat on all social media at One Eyed Cat Brewing. Um, yeah. They're they got they're they're pretty active on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram's kind of hit or miss, but definitely. I found I had four Instagram like apps on my phone the other day on different screens. I don't know how I did this. I don't know when the last time I looked at Instagram was, but it was on like four different like swipe sides and shit. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Kids, but hey, you can always find us on Twitter and Facebook at What the Hops, on Instagram at What the Hops Podcast, and go uh, follow me on Untapped at Ryan WTH. Go check out the Hopped Up Network as well. Um, as of us recording right now, there's three of the shows at the Atlantic City yes. Beer and Music Festival. There's doing a, yeah, their there's thing. Definitely a handful of them there. So they're having some fun. Go to hoppedupnetwork.com and uh, look for those episodes when they get released. Do we know, and, do we know uh, who's there? I know like uh, the, the, the Gorillas guys over there, right? Gorillas of Booze are there. Um, Shout out. Wart, the Wart of Podcast is there. And uh, Jersey Beer guys are there as well. Okay. So yeah. check them out as well. Get out there and uh, listen to some beer festival shenanigans. And 
on that note. Fuck off, till next time.